Hello and welcome to the Tap and Go, your special Lions podcast. My name is Matt Southgoom and I'm your host today. And as always, we're going to kick things off and send it straight down to New Zealand, where the Mirrors, Alex Spink and Wales Online, Simon Thomas, who are down there covering the Lions tour, have sent us this chat. Well, hello, this is Simon Thomas again here, uh, back up in the north shore of um, the Auckland in um, Albany, where we're attending the uh, press conference following the announcement of the Lions test team uh, for the first game against the All Blacks. Joined by Alex Spink of the Daily Mirror. Hi, Simon. Hello. Well, we'd all been second-guessing. We all thought we'd got it, but perhaps Mr Gatlin did have more up his sleeve than just his arms, because there's a couple <laughs> yeah. of um, particularly one uh, selection we perhaps didn't see there. Yeah, I, listen, I think it's a really exciting team. Um, he's been bold. He's decided that he's not going to pick players purely on reputation. Um, as you have to say, Clive Woodward did for the first test in 2005, the last time we were down here. The, the back three is the one I think we, we were we were looking at a lot and thinking it's looking a bit sterile, frankly. And then Tuesday night we had the great game against the Chiefs. We had Liam Williams suddenly finding his form at fullback. Uh, Elliot Daly looking a million dollars on the left wing, and of course Jack Noel played well as well. But he's decided to 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 leave George North out uh, and bring in Elliot Daly, and I, and I think that's something of a mercy call because George isn't on his game at the moment. Let 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 him play against the, the Hurricanes on Tuesday and hopefully get his form back and then bring him back in. But at the moment, I think he's going for the form players in the back three, and and that the whole team's got a good look to it. The the, the, the one point which. Uh, player who you're perhaps alluding to is is the Alan Wynne Jones uh, Maro Toji position. Well, that and the Liam Williams one probably. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, the thing with with Lee Halfpenny is he would have played had Owen Farrell's um, quad muscle strain not not repaired. There's no doubt about that. And and Lee is is on the bench. I think given that Owen is kicking uh, and is fit to kick, then it's the right call to to go for attack at 15. Um, you know. This is a team which is it's a 23-man team. This is the old cliche, but it really, I think it really will be true here in New Zealand that if you're going to win a game against the All Blacks, you're going to win it in the last quarter, in the last 20 minutes. You're going to need to bring people on because that's when the All Blacks up their game. So the Lions are going to have to bring the cavalry on. And in, in the likes of Mario Toji, uh, Carl Sinclair, Reese Webb, Johnny Sexton, Sam Warburton... We've got a really good-looking bench there, and you know, I, I think it's game on. I really do. I think the interesting thing with Liam is that it's probably only four or five days, Alex, ago that Warren Gatlin said, "Oh, people disagree with me, but I think he's a wing." Yeah. Then, after one performance, he's playing at fullback in the biggest game of his life. So one would perhaps question the Welsh public for years, of course, him to play fullback. He wants to play fullback. Yeah. He's pr- primarily played at fullback for the Scarlets during his career. Gatland last week says no, he's a wing. Then after one game in midweek, he's suddenly the Lions' test fullback. It can, you can see how people might be a bit confused. I, I can see how they are confused, but I, I, I also think that we have to recognise that the back three in the, in the first five games of this tour really did deliver very little. It was very one-dimensional, a very passive. Yes, they defended okay in the main, but there was nothing going forwards. And you know, if you're going to beat the All Blacks, if you if you're going to have any pretense to beat the All Blacks other than with goal kicks, then you've got to have strike runners. You've got to have players who are in form. And we saw the way that Liam went looking um, went looking for work on Tuesday, and, and likewise Elliot Daly. And, and you know, I think it's the right call. I do. I, I, I think, you know. Let's not die wondering on this tour. Yeah. 
nobody gives the Lions a chance of winning it. So let's see what they can do if they put their best foot forward. It's an exceptionally exciting back three. I mean, you, you probably picked the, the three players who have caused the most damage in that area. Watson has shown, you know, right from the first game with a fine twisting, turning finish there. Then what he did in the counter attack when brought in at fullback, and his kick chase has been good. Um, Elliot Daly has looked tricky, dangerous and quick, set up probably the try of the tour mm -hmm. maybe against the Chiefs. And Liam came to the party. He had a difficult start with that yellow card after two issues in the air. Mixed bag when he played in the wing in the next game. But given his chance in midweek, he really took it. And as I say, there's been a clamour back home in Wales for him to play this. And now is the biggest chance of his life. And, and let's be honest, the way the Lions play, the, the, the template they use for being competitive out here, which we've seen against the Crusaders and the Maori All Blacks, is that they play that very tight controlling game at half-back with Murray putting pinpoint kicks up. But the one thing that we haven't really seen is we haven't seen the back three making those kicks contestable in the way that they should do. That should be a source of possession coming back to the Lions, and it, and it hasn't been that to the degree it's going to need to be to trouble the All Blacks. All of a sudden, we're seeing uh, Daly and Williams. Uh, you mentioned Watson, who's, who's done a pretty fair job from the start, but we, these two in particular, we suddenly see that they found their mojo. The, the, the thing with Liam was he, he came on in his first game, got a yellow card for going up slightly rashly. Um, he did it twice in the space of five minutes, got pinged both times and then yellow carded. And in my opinion, I haven't spoken to him about it, but in my opinion, that completely knocked his confidence. And he didn't look the same player at all for the next couple of games. Now, Welsh fans have been telling me all week that when uh, Wales were down here playing the All Blacks, he was the standout he was. player. He, he was, was the player that the All Blacks feared. And Gatlin will be aware of that. He will know about the, the history. Playing at fullback. Playing at fullback. And he will know that if he's anywhere near the player that he was then and the player that we know he can be with that latent talent he's got, he's going to pose a threat. In the pack, I guess there was always the two areas. It was the back row and the second row. Who would partner George Cruz and whether Sam Warburton come in? Yeah. In the end, the Gonfalo and Jones. I mean, I told you I couldn't have done any more last week against the Maori. An immense performance capped off with a try. But I guess if you look at that front five with the Toji there rather than Alan, I mean, it would have been, there would have been a lack of experience there. And the told you it did make a big impact when he came off the bench. I mean, listen, just shows, I suppose, the choice there in the second row. Yeah. You've got Henderson and Laws aren't even in the 23. Well, there hasn't been a bad second row performer out here. It's been terrific. And then in the back row, um, stuck with the triumvirate that's done so well in the last two Saturday games. That probably we expected, because Sam has been trying to play catch-up, hasn't yeah. he? And that's probably, would you think that, that back row is probably the right call? I think it's good. I, listen, this is the Crusaders pack, isn't it? The, the pack that played against the Crusaders in, that, in, the, in the game that got this tour up and running. Um, you're, you're quite right, Wim Jones, Alan Wim Jones brings an experience to the pack, which, which they haven't got, frankly. I mean, we've got, you know, we got the likes of Jamie George. and I mean, Jamie George is a starting hooker on Saturday, Simon. He Never hasn't started yet started a test match for times off the bench. It's extraordinary. I mean, we've got you know, Ben Teo um, in midfield. He's only ever started one game for England. We've got well, Kyle Sinclair, Sinclair on the bench. Never started a game for England. So it's bold. Yeah, there's a lot of inexperience around. But listen, Gatlin's obviously saying strike while the iron's hot because... You know, if, if they lose giving it a go, people are going to say, well, fair play, you gave it a go. If they lose having made a conservative choice, then people are always going to wonder what they might have achieved. Mm. 
Well, there we are. We've got the team. We're going to have to hot-foot it now because the uh, team press conference is taking place with Warren Gatlin's going to explain all, probably explain it far better than we have. But I hope you've enjoyed the latest edition of this podcast. And here's to what could be, hopefully, a memorable game at Eden Park in Auckland. Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. So that's what the boys in New Zealand make about it. And uh, normally at this point, I'd bring in the Irish Mirror's Michael Scully, but he's had to... uh, We've had to call in a replacement for him because he's got some very important family business to tend to and obviously we wish him all the best. And uh, a late call-up is Wales Online's very own Andy Howell. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you? Pretty good, uh, Pretty good, Matthew. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, let's, let's get straight into the, into the meat and drink then. Um, we've got to start with Peter O'Mahony, the captain of the Lions in the first test against New Zealand at Eden Park on Saturday morning. Um, first things first, what, what can we sort of expect uh, from him now? I'm in the camp that sort of needs convincing by this uh, this decision from Warren Gatland. So what can you tell me about him that might convince me that he is the right man to lead the Lions? Well, he's a good player for starters. Very good player. He's excellent over the ball. He's a bit like Sam Warburton in that uh, respect. He's done jobs on Wales in the past. Uh, you know, Wales have had a few Tonkins in uh, Dublin against the Irish man. Man, he's been critical to that. Uh, or crucial, I should say, to that. Uh, not only that, but he's a scrapper of a player. He's, uh, you know, he's got that win at all costs mentality. I don't think he uh, accepts being defeated. I think he's got the right mindset. Mentally, he's very strong, um, and he's also a top lineout forward. He's a great option lineout, not only throwing to but disrupting opposition ball. And he's one of these players. He's got what I call sharp elbows, bony knees, and all. He's hurt in the opposition. He's typical Irish, you know, in, in the sense that they, they mix it and they, they put it about and they don't care about anyone. And we saw how strong he is mentally, I think, after Anthony Foley passed away earlier in the season. Hell of a lot, you know, Omani was a, a major part of what happened at Munster afterwards. And, uh, you know, he handled. He handled all that, the follow-up to all that, uh, exceptionally well. He's, you know, he spoke well and everything, and he's a man that sometimes he can wear his hat on his sleeve. So I've got no doubt he can, uh, he can do a, a, a good job for the Lions. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty outstanding story, really, because if 12 months ago I had said to you that he was going to captain the Lions in the first test, you'd have laughed me out of the room. Yeah, I would have. But but I, that, that, does that just go to show how much things can change on these yeah, tours? Of course it can. Even at the start of the tour, you'd have been hard-pressed to say... With any certainty that he was going to captain the first. Well, time. the the back row riches of uh, British and Irish rugby are such that you know loads. They got so many good back row players. There was a, uh, you know, there was such a battle to get on the tour in the first place. Uh, I'm not surprised Omani made the trip. But on the other hand, if he hadn't gone on a trip, I wouldn't have been surprised uh, either. Uh, in a sense, I think he's been the, um, uh, you know, he's had some good fortune if you like because Sam Warburton, of course, was injured for so long before the tour. Didn't play from April the 7th till the first Lions game. And then he rolled an ankle in New Zealand, so that set him back even further. And I don't think the uh, Lions could have picked Sam to start in the, uh, in the opening test. So it's opened the door for someone else to captain the team. Uh, I mean, Alan Wynne-Jones perhaps was another option, but I think that was a really close tour between him and Mario Latoji, who was going to start in that match. And I think Omani then, he did so well as skipper against the Maui. I think that's what sealed the deal. For him, he's a Gatlin type of player. He's a Gatlin type of person, I should say, because like Gatlin, he is a real scrapper. Based on what you've just said, you, you you might answer this next question with a no. But is it is it what are the dynamics of turning around to your tour captain and saying, "Sorry, mate, you're on the bench." That's a that's a pretty big call for a coach to have to make, is it not? Yeah, it is. But Gatlin is fortunate, isn't he? Is he's got Sam Warburton because Sam 
He's a fantastic bloke. He's the ultimate team player. He always puts the team first. And he's not he's no prima donna. He's not one of these guys who's gonna be you know, kick up a storm because he hasn't been picked because he's captain throw his toys out the pram. Sam is the ultimate team man who will always support what the coach does. And maybe that's one of the reasons as well why he was Gatlin's captain, because uh, Gatlin knew the competition for places so intense with the Lions. It was difficult to pick a captain, whatever. If you went for Alan Wynne-Jones as, uh, as you know, captain, named him a couple of months ago, not guaranteed a place in the team. Same with Rory uh, Same with Rory Best. Um, and Dylan Artley, of course, he uh, slid out of favour. He had a poor season with England, yet he was England captain. So maybe he was... Uh, Gatlin went for Warburton knowing if it pushed him to shove and the captain's form wasn't good enough to be in the test team that Sam would accept the decision and back his teammates to the hilt um, Let's look, look at uh, selections elsewhere then there were a few big calls in this lineup that um, perhaps to, to a lot of people wouldn't have been surprising but to, to those who know Gatland um, and have followed Welsh rugby for quite a while to, to drop some of the players that he did, I'm talking about dropping Lee Halfpenny to the bench, um, dropping North completely uh, from the squad. Um, th- those uh, can, can we deal with those two first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll deal with North straight away. There's no way George North should be in the Lions team because his form hasn't been good enough. His confidence is fragile, and Gatlin knows with George being like he is and lacking confidence, then he can be a liability in. Uh, defence and the All Blacks the Murrays didn't have much ball last week but when they did they tried to target George and had some success getting a drive on it mm-hmm. after just a seconds after he dropped the ball and um, and um, uh, you know Bowden Barrett would play on George North they'd be peppering with cross kicks and all I mean it was one instance in that game last week fortunately the Lions were at advantage because Johnny Sexton the Lions also did a cross kick pass what they called for George North and he was out jumped by a bloke who was about a foot shorter than him who caught the ball? George just not good in the air. He's a confidence player, and I'm afraid his confidence wasn't up to it. So, uh, you know, I think they've made the right decision. If he'd been in a team, it could have been a decision to come back to haunt Gatland. Dealing with Lee Halfpenny, Gatland has spun a good tail this week, saying why Liam Williams is in the team and played so well the other day. But the fact of the matter is, Lee Halfpenny uh, needed HIA after the game against the Maori when he was smashed in the face by the shoulder of uh, Kerbalo. And um, he hasn't been able to train all week. It's only today he's had a bit of a run-out at the captain's run where they don't go a lot because he had to pass the protocols. And uh, even though they named half penny on the bench, I wouldn't be at all surprised if you see Jonathan Joseph on it uh, in, in, instead of him. I think he's on standby. Uh, so I think they didn't pick half penny because he couldn't train with the test team uh, this week and concerns over his head injuries. He had a number of concussions uh, previously, and I think that's the real reason the half penny is not in the test series. He's been exceptional on his Lions tour, and of course, he has not missed a goal kick. All right, then you look through the team and you just think, right, yeah, okay, that's nailed on, that's nailed on, that's nailed on, and you get to the locks, um, and Alan Jones has got the nod over Maro Itoji. Um, that one raised my eyebrows. I didn't think Alan Wynn would would get in the in the starting lineup. Great, raise my mat. Crazy but, decision. Uh, disagree then. Well, I totally do because Maro Itoji is one of the best forwards in world rugby. He's so, he's so dynamic even in close quarter stuff he still makes a yard always he's got a fantastic driving position he gets so low and he's just an all round athlete he was a great athlete as in track and field terms and he's just a top rugby player he's perpetual motion he reminds me of the great Lions in England Frank Richard Hill just to, just to play devil's advocate then I've seen somebody try and make the argument for Alan Wynn on, based on experience and 
That's and, rubbish. And a lack of experience in the tight five. Do you, need, do you need him in the boiler house? No, for you that don't. Purpose? You need your best players in the boiler house. <laughs> you know. Fair player, I don't think there's much more to say. Yeah, about Alan Wynn, don't get me wrong, he's a great leader. And he's been a great player and all. But to me, Mario Toji is, is significantly a better player than Alan Wynne-Jones. There you go. All right, then we're just going to have a break now then. Just uh, listening on, uh, there's been a lot of press going on down in New Zealand, obviously, in the build-up to this one. Um, so here's some snippets from down there. First up, we've got captain Peter O'Mahony, and he'll be followed by Wales and Lions centre Jonathan Davis. Look, it's a huge task, obviously, the, the calibre player they have. Um, obviously, their, their record. Um the record in Eden Park obviously is is, is impressive, but look, it's, it's it's going to be a different animal at the weekend. It's it's going to be twenty odd thousand Lions fans there. Um, when you grow up playing rugby and, and watching rugby, these are days you want to be involved in, and, and you say that about international games, but games of this magnitude and, and the Lions, it's you know it's it's where where all these where all these players that have been picked at the weekend want to be and, and, and challenging against the best in the world. There'd be something seriously wrong if there wasn't excitement this week. Guys are hopping off the ground to go, you know, even the guys who played Tuesday night, you know, it's it's 48, not even 48 hours after the game and, and they're out there getting stuck in as if they hadn't played, you know, there's a huge amount of energy there. Guys are looking forward to getting back out, getting kicking on again from, from Tuesday, from a great performance on Tuesday and, 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 and getting back into learning and, and putting, putting plans in action, obviously, for the weekend. I think you know. I think each player has their own sort of uh, method of dealing with things. For me, it's just making sure that with training, you tick off all the boxes you need to do. Make sure you do your extras. You know, make sure that you're in a place where you're happy and comfortable. That you know your roles, and yeah, just try and uh, enjoy the occasion for it was because what it's going to be. Because it's um, you know, it doesn't happen very often, and to be a part of it, um, you know, hugely exciting and uh, a huge honour as well. Okay then, Andy. Let's just switch our focus in and focus on um, on the All Blacks for a second. Uh, no Julian Savier in the side. That was a surprise to me. Does that tell you though? Looking at the back three they've picked with Israel Dag on one wing, that there could be a bit of kicking involved in in this game. Perhaps maybe they're expecting a bit of kicking from the Lions. Israel Dag better in the air, perhaps. Ben Smith, obviously a very good fullback, and Rico Ioani, who's on absolute fire and is a very tall kid as well. So does that perhaps tell you a bit about what they're expecting from the Lions? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because that is that's the you know that's the key to the Lions beating the All Blacks, isn't it? It's kicking for position, putting them under pressure, and making them play out, try and play out their own uh, uh, territory. Uh, and I think perhaps as well could be something that Steve Anson and the All Blacks fear that they might uh, be on the back foot up front, which will allow the Lions to play that type of game. Mm. So uh, you know those guys you mentioned as well, they all smaller people, perhaps perhaps. I own he's, he's you know he's quite tall but he's uh, not the biggest chap in build in the world. They all fleet footed. They can all beat people with evasive evasive uh, um, footwork. And so maybe there's well the All Blacks think they perhaps they'd be better at the countering than Julian Sevilla. So he hasn't been brilliant for the Hurricanes mind this season. Um, but I was still shocked because his uh, try record in international rugby is just in, uh, incredible. And I actually think uh, his absence is a bit of a boost to the Lions. Mm. You know certainly bolster their confidence. Bearing that in mind, then what what have the Lions got to do well on Saturday to have any sort of success? Well, they've got to smother them right forward. They've got to do to um, to the uh, All Blacks what they did to the Maori and the Crusaders, which is suffocate them, uh, force them back up front, which means then the uh, outside half, which will be Bowden Barrett on uh, Saturday, uh, is receiving the ball well behind the gain line under pressure, where people are running at him won't have a lot of time to uh, to kick. 
and so and uh, basically put their backs out the equation. Murray's had good backs last week. We hardly saw him, uh, so they've got to do that. Um, they've also, when the Lions have got the ball, they've got to test Barrett because he's not a great defender. I'd like to see him running into the Barrett channel, uh, attacking that, you know, uh, running at him. Let's see if they can put him off, hurt him, and um, uh, and most of the other two key things. Lions got to do some errors during game, uh, error free game, sorry, because it's the errors that uh, All Blacks are good enough to feed off them. And uh, and the final thing, and this is absolutely vital, is their kicking out of hand has got to be spot on, which is why Conor Murray is so important to the team. And Farrell, as uh, Owen Farrell, he's got to be put the ball right on the money, you know, because um, any loose kicks, the All Blacks will run back. I mean, I thought they did it brilliantly against the Murray, Conor Murray, and Johnny Sexton, and just did not allow the Murray to play. So yes, yeah. So set piece got to be strong, kicking's got to be accurate. And errors have got to be kept to a minimum. Okay, then just finally, how do you rate their their chances in in the first test? Very good. I've been uh, I was did a show on New Zealand radio uh, recently, and I predicted the Lions would wrap up the test series after two tests. <laughs> and I'm uh, sticking uh, with that. Uh, British listeners, uh, I think the Lions will win this match. I think they will suffocate the All Blacks up front, and then all the pressure for the second test. I'll be on the All Blacks. Some of their players are coming in a bit underdone, like uh, Kieran Reid, Israel Dag, a few others as well. And I really think that the power of four nations should be able to account for for, for one. And I've got a really good feeling about this game. Okay, um, I think we'll leave it there. That's all. Uh, that's what we think about it. Um, there's not long to go now until the Lions face the All Blacks at Eden Park. Kickoff, of course, is at 25 to nine on Saturday morning UK time. Not much more to say, but uh, thanks for listening.